raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 8 o'clock on a Thursday. Good morning to you, Jake Query, Kevin Bowen here, our next guest. I have a feeling, I don't know why I think this, I could be totally off base. Seems to me like the kind of guy that might occasionally listen to some Black Sabbath or Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, but Jeff Brom, who is the head football coach of the Purdue Boilermakers, joins us on the Payless Liggers Hotline. He will be bringing his football team, of course, to Lucas Oil Stadium for the Big Ten Championship game facing Michigan on Saturday night. Coach, congratulations on the destination and coming back to Indianapolis, and thanks for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having me, and definitely I do listen to that music. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling there. Hey, I, I want to ask you, um, you come in winning three straight, and, and – I got to thinking about this, and the Big Ten West was so up for grabs till the very end there. I'm curious, if you had to to put your, your finger on it, did it end up going to the Purdue Boilermakers because you guys focused on what you had to do to win the Big Ten West, or did it end up being the Purdue Boilermakers because you kind of let the chips fall and just went about your business without hyper-focusing on what was at stake? Well, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, you know, we understand uh, how this conference works. Uh, there's a lot of parity. There's a couple of really elite dominant teams every year. That's probably not going to change a whole lot. But uh, a lot of the others, uh, anybody can win on a given day. So we just feel like that if we, you know, go through the ups and downs of the season, find ways to get better, be able to take constructive criticism, uh, come back the next week, try to improve and, and uh, eliminate some of the mistakes, uh, you'll have a chance. I just think our guys competed hard. Uh, we fought through some adversity. We we found out a way to just win enough games to, to get to the championship. So, you know, credit goes to those players because they did a great job. Coach, obviously you were dealing with, you know, some tragic stuff off the field um, last Friday. Um, but I'm curious where you were when that Nebraska-Iowa game ended. Were you guys, like, en route to Bloomington? Was there, like, an audible cheer? Uh, what was that experience like, and did you watch the end of that game? Well, we go through our typical uh, weekly schedule, and uh, at that time we're already at the uh, away game hotel uh, doing meetings and dinner and doing those things at night. So it, we were kind of involved with that, and, of course, you'd peek at your phone or some things like that to see uh, you know, what was going down. And, um, you know, it just happened that uh, Nebraska got off to a great start, was able to throw the ball over their head a little bit, and then they had to hang on for dear life like you always do. But uh, – you know, Nebraska was a good football team. They just, uh, you know, they found a way to, to make enough plays early on to get a win. And, of course, it helped us uh, find a way to get in this game. Did you make sure your team knew that they won? I mean, obviously, it's 2022. Of course, they knew. But, like, did you bring that up at all Friday night of we're playing for even more tomorrow afternoon? You know what? Not not, not really. Not at that point. Uh, you know, we've talked about some things before. And uh, I think before the uh, Iowa game at home, I brought up a little bit about, uh, you know, what, what's at stake. And uh, we didn't play very good. So I said, you know what, let's just concentrate on one game at a time and not bring up, uh, you know, what can happen at the end of the year end of the year if we stay focused and do things right. And let's just take it weekly. Because uh, I think we do a better job when you just worry about the task at hand for that week and don't get caught up in, you know, what the fans and, and, and everyone else is looking at, which is rightfully so. But I think our players just have to concentrate on, on winning that football game. Coach, in terms of – Jeff Brom is our guest, the head football coach of the Purdue Boilermakers. In terms of, you know, I think most know now, for those that do not, Aiden O'Connell, your courageous quarterback, who's been a veteran leader for you, found out before the bucket game 
the tragic passing of his brother. When, when you have situations like that with a player, you know, you've kind of got to shift maybe from coach to brother type role or fatherly type role, whatever it might be for a player. But at the same time, navigate through the football responsibilities, allow the player to decide maybe whether or not they want to play. How, how did you handle that, all of that situation? And can you give us a glimpse into the strength that Aiden O'Connell showed as well and maybe a moment where you said to yourself, this is a young guy going through a lot that, that I think is going to be okay from a mental standpoint with his strength? Well, you're right. Uh, when things like that happen, football is secondary, and uh, we want to make sure that we support all of our players uh, through those type of uh, situations. They're not easy. You don't wish them on anybody. Uh, it was unfortunate timing, um, and um, you know he was able to make the trip on the bus down to the hotel with us. Was not doing uh, you know very well. Uh, did not attend our meetings uh, that night. Um, you know needed some more time. But I do think the more he was around our players and uh, even some of our coaches, um, you know, he, he got the strength to decide to, you know, that his brother would probably want him to play the game. And, um, you know, it's probably because he has such strong faith. Um, he handled it probably as good as anybody I've seen handle it. And, um, and then he went on, of course, and played the game and uh, played through some adversity in the game as well. But, found a way to help us come out on top and uh obviously it was emotional for him uh, but those things are tough i mean you, you can't really predict how it's going to happen we had a backup plan ready to go we really didn't know for sure if he was going to play uh until maybe late friday night uh we felt that you know he was going to give it a shot but uh those are tough situations um so we just want to support Aiden and his family and really anybody who's going through those situations because it's not not fun at all Coach, I remember when we had you on a few months back, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you said something to the effect of, you know, I would want Aiden O'Connell to marry my daughter. Like, he's that type of a human being. Um, Can you describe what you've seen from him in the past week going through all of this? And I guess maybe just an update on how he is, you know, today in, in preparing for Saturday. Well, Aiden's hanging in there and handling it as well as you can. Um, Yes, he is a tremendous human being. Uh, he's been that way since he got here. Uh, he's always had great faith. It's continued to grow. Uh, of course, he, he got married uh, to one of our volleyball players here, and uh, a lot of our players and coaches were at that wedding and reception. Um, and he's just uh, almost the perfect uh, individual. I mean, uh, you, uh, you don't you don't see any uh, bad traits. He's a great teammate. Uh, he gets along with everybody. He's got a great personality. Uh He's fun to be around when you really get a chance to spend time with him. Um, so he's just, uh, his faith has carried him to this point. Uh, he's earned everything that he's gotten. Um, he's been very strong through this, and he's still, you know, there's, there's still some tough moments that he, that he goes through. But, uh, you know, he's here with us now, and uh, we're going to support him. And I do think that uh, being around his teammates, because he has a lot of really close friends, uh, have helped him as well get through this. Has he been able to practice this week? Uh, he got back with us uh, yesterday and was able to practice then. Coach, you have – Jeff Brom is our guest on the Payless Stickers Hotline. Over the course of the season, you're riding a three-game streak right now. You had four straight wins uh, a couple of months ago. When was your team, over the course of this year, playing its best football? Oh, shit. Uh, you know, I don't know if we really, like everybody, played our best football. We, we've had some uh, – 
uh, early mistakes in the season that I think cost us, uh, you know, the possibility to win some games. Um, and then uh, we had a stretch there where we kind of corrected some of those and played better football and, and uh, you know, won at Minnesota, won at Maryland. Um, and then we faced some teams that we have a hard time beating in, in Wisconsin and Iowa that, uh, you know, we, we couldn't find a way to get it done. We made more mistakes and we found other things that we needed to correct. And I think we just go about it on a weekly basis. We try to identify, you know, what can we do as coaches first to, to be better? What really hurt us in this game? Let's make sure we talk about it, address it. Let's try to get it fixed so it doesn't happen again. And let's just try to improve. I just think our guys have a good attitude. Uh, they know that every week is going to be a, a bad on the test and we're going to have to come ready to play. It doesn't matter who we play. Uh, so I just think they have a great attitude. They have great mental makeup. Um, no, we haven't played our best football. You know, you, you know, IU were down at halftime. Uh, Northwestern's a close game. Uh, but our guys fight and battle, and uh, we find a way to, to, to do enough to win. And, of course, you know, in this upcoming game, we're going to have to do a whole lot of things uh, very, very well to have a chance to win. In which game this year did you learn the most about your team? Well, I thought the Minnesota game was uh, a huge one for us. We haven't won at Minnesota in a long time. Um, we had just come off, uh, I don't know, we might have been one and two at the time, and Minnesota was undefeated and ranked. And, uh, you know, we had to come in with a plan. I thought we kind of adapted and uh, got some things fixed, came in with a good plan, played much better on, on defense. Uh, that, that, that really helped us find a way to win. Really, Devin Mockaby started to merge in that game, so that really helped us uh, when we had a little bit of a running game that was a spark for us. And I just think we continued to kind of, uh, tweak some things along the way, but Minnesota was uh, a huge win for us to be able to go there at one and two and beat them when they were undefeated. Going to be a lot of black and gold downtown this weekend. Again, Purdue and Michigan, 8 o'clock over here at Lucas Oil Stadium. Jeff Brom with us right now on the Payless Liquors hotline. Uh, what, I guess, in watching Michigan against Ohio State and just watching film on them this season, what stands out to you about Michigan? Well, a lot. Uh, when you watch them, there's not uh, really any weakness. You know, on defense, they're really, really good. Their front four and front seven, linebackers included, are as good as we're going to face all year. they got a good secondary. They don't give up the big play. Uh, they make you earn it. Uh, you may get a few yards here and there, but they don't give up the big play. They get way more exotic on third down and get after the quarterback. Uh, and they may not have an Aiden Hudson, but they got a, r- a lot of really, really good players and they're stout in the middle. So that's going to be a tough chore for us. And offensively, I mean, as good a running game as you can have uh, in college football, great offensive line, a bunch of really big, good tight ends. And then now what makes them different this year than last year, they have a really dynamic quarterback that can extend plays, get outside the pocket, and it gives them that other element. So that makes it tough to beat. And you know what? Uh, they did a heck of a job against Ohio State. Uh, you know, Ohio State had the lead early. They hung in there and they just kept swinging, uh, and they wore them down. And I just think they're a physical dominant Big Ten football team with not any weaknesses. And you're just going to have to find a way to, you know, just do a couple things and maybe get them on their heels. And hopefully they can find a way to get some turnovers and something can happen. But we got to do something because they have been uh, really outstanding to this point. You know, when you say we got to do something, your history at Purdue indicates that top five teams um, have not had great success against Purdue. And I feel like you've often pulled out a few um, – interesting decisions you know kind of a few bags you know reach into your bag of tricks if you will um is it something like you literally have okay these plays these you know fake punts fake field goals whatever we save these for top five teams or is that just something that you have and you use them throughout the season whenever you feel uh it's necessary 
Well, I wish I could say that I was that smart, but no, I don't, I don't save them for, for those teams. <laughs> uh, I don't know when I'm going to play them. But uh, what we do is really our mentality when we play those teams is, is uh, you know what, we understand in order to win this game, we're going to have to do something different and, and special. Uh, so in general, it's just, you know what, we have to play aggressive. So offense, defense, special teams, we have to play aggressive, and we have to uh, step up the plate and not try to get a bunt single. We have to try to hit it in the alley or hit it over the fence. And you know what? We may strike out a few times. Or you know what? We may get beat really bad. I don't know. But we have to um, be aggressive in our approach. And even when we you know, beat Ohio State years ago, in the second half, when it started to get close, a lot of teams will start to kind of sit on the lead and try to just uh, hold on for dear life. And when you do that, you're not going to win. So, uh, you know, we have to be aggressive. It has to be constant. Yeah, you may take a few on the chin. You may get down early you, know, you, you never know but you just have to really uh, be aggressive in your approach to have any chance to win against outstanding football teams is it dangerous to look at the big 10 championship game and try to dwell too much on what michigan does and where they can be exploited versus just doing what you think your team needs to do because this is somewhat of an unfamiliar opponent crazy as that sounds because it's a conference opponent, obviously. But what jumps out at you about Michigan, and how much do you dwell on Michigan versus dwelling on Purdue, if that makes sense? Well, you, you do both. I mean, you have to understand what Michigan's all about, what their strengths are, weaknesses are, and then you got to figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are. And, uh, you know, for example, I mean, we're down at uh, you at half, and it came to, you know what, we, we need to get the ball to our best playmakers and then work off of those. And uh, Charlie Jones, Payne Durham, Devin Mockaby, they need to touch the ball and, and when we did that, we started to move down the field. So, yes, there's a combination of both, uh, but you do have to understand, you know, where Michigan strengths are. And, uh, I mean, we're going to have to get the ball out fast because they're going to get to the quarterback. Uh, they got, <laughs> they're really good up front. Uh, we're going to have to figure out ways to move the pocket. I mean, I, I don't want to give away a lot of things, but there's just a lot of things you got to do different. And on, on defense, you, you, have to, you have to stop the run. And at the same time, you know, Ohio State gave up a lot of big passes uh, for huge gains. You, you can't do that. You can't give up huge big chunks as well so there's have to be some type of balance and some type of risk that you use and um you know you roll the dice and uh you know you, you hope that you hope that it works but uh it's just a combination of both but this is a really good football team i give them a lot of credit uh to go into ohio state and win the way they did it means that uh you know they know how to play football and those guys know how to coach so uh you know we're, we're looking forward to the atmosphere we're looking forward to a championship level a game we're looking forward to playing against uh it's not the best team in the country, one of the top two, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. Coach, I know people are looking forward to it, not only Purdue fans, of course, but just the city in general. It's a fun atmosphere, and it's great to have some local flavor to it. So we wish you the best. Congratulations on winning the Big Ten West, and best of luck against Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. Good luck, Coach. Thank you, Thank you guys. Have a good day. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.